Hey there, Pastor Mark Jordan here from Hope Church. Thank you for stopping by and welcome to our online ministry. While you're here, make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date on all the content that's released. And while you're online, visit us at our webpage at placeofhope.org. Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for Him. And we hope that this message today is helpful and inspiring for you as you continue to take your next step on your faith journey. Once again, thanks for visiting us and make sure to check us out at placeofhope.org. Hey everybody, thank you for joining us for our uh, online Good Friday Reflection a Devotion service. Uh, I, I really am grateful for the time that you're giving as we think about uh, the sacrifice that Christ made for us today. Uh, we had a fantastic service last evening as we thought about Holy Communion and His Last Supper uh, and the purpose for it and how we are to reflect and respond as a result. Uh, and really the passage I want us to read and reflect over this afternoon uh, is something that jumped out at me a few weeks ago. It comes from Romans chapter, I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation because uh, there's a word here that we're going to look at in a moment that just really resonates today. But this is what we see from uh, Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion. Remember that word, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. This is God's word for God's people. On this Good Friday, let's give thanks to God. Amen. Before we delve any deeper, I want to focus in on one of those phrases there that we see from Hebrews about how Jesus disregarded the shame of the cross. Now, it's widely been known and held that crucifixion is one of the, probably the most barbaric and excruciating. In fact, that's where that excruciating word comes from. I'm talking about crucifixion, it's, uh, it's the root in there. Uh, one of the most horrific methods of execution that humanity has ever devised. And it wasn't just because of the physical torture and toll, uh, but also the emotional and the spiritual, because uh, victims of crucifixion uh, were stripped. And so they were uh, harnessed to the crosses. Uh, sometimes their hands and feet were just tied there, or in the case of Christ, they were nailed there. And the excruciating nature of what endured or what happened during a crucifixion wasn't just the physical pain, but it was also the shame uh, from being laid completely bare there uh, and to be elevated to such a point that the horror and the humility of what was, or humiliation that was taking place in a crucifixion, uh, it was designed and developed to just completely tear and break down the human spirit as, uh, as those individuals were, were crucified. Now, the scripture tells us that Jesus disregarded the shame. Really, another way to think about it is he didn't really give that any thought. Now, that's an interesting concept for me because when I think about the idea and the nature of shame, it brings to mind something uh, that, that I've learned through some of my education. It talks about how every single one of us has a shame core. There is a peace within us that sin tends to reflect over and ruminate over 
things that we've gotten wrong in our lives, the regrets and the sting of regrets. And when that shame gets activated within us, uh, it, it causes us to doubt who we are. It causes us to doubt all kinds of things. And that shame core is real. It can modify and change and even influence our behavior when that shame core gets activated. And when we read that, that uh, Jesus disregarded the shame that he experienced, it was because of a very specific reason. It was because of joy. Now consider this. The joy that enabled him to disregard the shame of the crucifixion was you. You were the joy. You were the reason he went to the cross. Another way to consider that is the purpose. He disregarded the shame of the cross because of the purpose that was coming through it. And that purpose was your salvation that comes through the forgiveness of sins. Going back into the Old Testament, we read about how how God removes our sin from us as far as the east is from the west. This is something Pastor Brent and I have been talking about uh, repeatedly over the last several weeks on Sunday morning in HSM. And uh, when you think about it, if you look at a globe, uh, if you go start at the North Pole and then you go south, eventually you're going to hit the South Pole and then you'll begin to go north again, right? So you south, north, south, north, south. But if you start at the equator, at no point do you ever cease going one direction to find the other. It's like removing our sin from us as far as the east is from the west. That was the purpose of the crucifixion. It was to remove that sin from you. And the reality is the sins that we have, the sins that we've committed, that we've experienced, uh, are oftentimes connected to that shame core that you and I have, that shame core that you and I care and carry and that we bear. It's the sting of regret. It's the things that we think about that we've done in the past, or maybe the things that we didn't do, that cause us just incredible amounts of guilt and maybe grief. And, of course, the word that we've used so far, shame. The mistakes, the messes, the misses, all of it. Jesus disregarded those because of the joy that he felt. And this is applicable to you and to me right now on this Good Friday because as Christ is on the cross, he's disregarding the shame because of the joy that he has knowing that salvation is on its way for God, all of God's people. And this is available for you. Now, shame may cause you to uh, fill up with the amount of regret because of things that have happened in life. And, uh, and that's something that, that does happen to us. But does that mean that we aren't saved? Does that mean that we haven't experienced the fullness of salvation? No, that's not it at all. In reality, that is a kind of guilt that shows us where we are versus where we once were. And that isn't always a bad thing. We can look at our life now and then we feel the sting of regret and shame and guilt. And one of the reasons that we have those feelings is because we have made progress. We have taken some of those steps to get better and farther along than we were. And so that means that when we look back on our past mistakes, that it just wells up that shame and that guilt. But friends, that's not how God wants you to experience today. He wants you to, uh, in the face of our commemoration and our recollection of the crucifixion, to find joy in what Christ endured for your sake and for my sake and for all of our sakes together. To disregard that shame, to know that Christ's death on the cross removed our sin from us as far as the east is from the west. But we have an enemy. We have an enemy that on this day, some 2,000 years ago, really thought that he had won the battle. 
he had won the war for the soul of humanity. He thought that his victories with Jesus on the cross was going to be permanent. Of course it was, and that's why we're going to get together on Sunday morning to celebrate the resurrection. But there's something for us to, to hone in on here right now. Because I'm sure if you're anything like me, there are a handful or maybe an armload, however it is, but there's a handful or an armload of things that we think about, those regrets, the guilt, the sting that causes us to think about the shame. We need to disregard it because of what Christ did for us. Now, that enemy who knows he's going down, he wants to take as many with him as possible. He's going to try to, within your heart, within your mind, in your life, to try to convince you that the reason that you have to feel the, the guilt, the regret, the shame, uh, is discrediting and disqualifying for your salvation. Let me promise you, it isn't. The enemy lost. Jesus won. And as a result, that salvation, that gift of salvation, is made available for you right here and right now. I wanted to, to point out that word champion that was uh, this mentioned here in our New Living Translation version, that word champion, because it's such an important word. We think about champion in two ways. The first way, of course, is the victor. Jesus is the champion of this uh, process of salvation. He is the one who won it for you. Uh, and uh, that's an amazing thing for us to think about. He won that battle. Even though it looked like a great defeat at the moment, he won that battle and he has won the war uh, for uh, spiritual salvation for those who place their faith in him. But there's another way that we look at that word champion. It's kind of like that of a cheerleader. And this gives us a kind of a full circle approach back in this Hebrews chapter 12 passage because it's talking about uh, that great cloud of witnesses these are the people who are already on the other side, who are cheering you on through the rest of your faith's journey. Maybe people who have been connected to some of that guilt and regret and the shame that you've experienced in the past. But they keep cheering you on, calling your name, clapping their hands to, to prod you on and to pull you forward uh, into the time when you are reunited with them in heaven. But at the head of that line is our champion, Jesus Christ, the one who won the war, but is also the cheerleader who is cheering you on. And I hope that that brings you the same kind of joy that it brought Jesus as he endured the crucifixion, but disregarded its shame because of the joy he had. And that joy was you. There's a cliche that gets used an awful lot. And uh, it's one I want to kind of close with today. It, it goes to say that, that Satan knows your name, but he prefers to call you by your sin. And Jesus knows your sin, but prefers to call you by your name. Today and this weekend particularly as we celebrate uh, this holiest of all weekends and the all of eternity, the enemy may be trying to convince you that you weren't worthy of it. That the things that you've done or you haven't done have disqualified you or discredited you from that. I want you to banish those thoughts. And why is that? Because of our champion, Jesus Christ. The one who won that war. The one who was cheering you on to the finish line, to your finish line, whenever that is. I want you to have that joy and to know that yes, Satan knows your name. He chooses to call you by your sin. But Jesus knows your sin and he chooses to call you by your name. And it is that name that our champion of this spiritual warfare and our cheerleader of our souls, the cheerleader of your soul, is calling and beckoning you on. So place your hope and your faith in him. He is the pathway and the destination as we talked about in worship on Sunday morning. And he is the hope and the promise fulfilled. So on this Good Friday, when... Uh, the world may look at the horror and the excruciating nature, the humiliating function of crucifixion. I want you to know that it really truly is something good 
because Jesus took that shame and he disregarded it because of the joy that he felt in you. And he is the champion and the perfecter of our faith journey. He's the one that won that battle for your soul. And he is the one who is cheering you on as you continue on your journey with him. So I want to close this in prayer today. And I want to offer an invitation that if you have not yet uh, heard the voice of Christ cheering you on, championing the cause of your hope and salvation, don't let this day pass you by. If you need thought or talk or prayer, uh, comment below or send me a private message, maybe email. My email address is mark at placeofhope.org. And I would love to be able to share with you and walk with you on your own journey uh, to find the champion of faith and the perfecter of the such as Christ Jesus, uh, the one who won that war and cheers us on in the meantime. Let us pray. Almighty God, I give you thanks for this day, for this Good Friday. When we look at the horror and the excruciating nature of crucifixion and what you endured for us, we can find a great hope in those words that you disregarded the shame of the cross because of the joy that you felt and you experienced for every single one of us. Lord, may that be personal for us today on this Good Friday. I know that we have that shame cord that gets activated. We think about all of the times we've made mistakes, we've messed things up, we've missed the mark, we've done it all. And we have an enemy who wants to try to convince us that we are not worthy of the sacrifice that you made for us. But in reality, none of us are. But the hope that we can find that will change us and change our lives and then you use us to help change the world comes when we recognize and we know beyond the shadow of a doubt uh, that you have removed our sin from us as far as the east is from the west. You won that battle and you were cheering us on to its completion. And so, Lord Jesus, may we hear your voice, the voice of that champion, beckon to us today to see you on the cross, to know tomorrow and to reflect upon how you have filled that tomb to bury our sin and our sinfulness. But on Sunday morning, that tomb was and is still empty. And so may that be a celebration beyond all celebrations. For we ask this in your precious, holy, helping, and healing name. Amen and amen. Friends, may the champion of Easter meet you today. Touch your heart and change your life and use your life to help change the world. Have a great rest of your Good Friday, a Holy Saturday, and I hope to see you at Hope Church on Sunday for our resurrection celebration. Thanks, God bless, and hear the voice of that champion. He's cheering for you. Thank you again for joining us today. We are glad that you stopped by. Again, we want to encourage you to visit us online at placeofhope.org. If you're in the Paulding County area there, you can get service times, directions, and information about all of our awesome activities for children, for students, and for adults. Again, Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for him, and we hope to provide you the heart fuel you need to follow Jesus. Thanks again.